This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Stamps.com. Get your free four-week trial with digital scale and postage today. Just go to Stamps.com and click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and enter our code, BADCHRISTIAN. Today's show is also sponsored by Old Blue Apron. Blue Apron is treating our listeners to their first three meals. That's a $30 value. All you have to do is visit blueapron.com slash badchristian. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Yo, it's 2018 and it's time to change the world. You win, Pastor Joe? Yo, I'm in because I've been interceding and I've been praying and I've been oh, fasting, mother... He been interceding! I've been interceding! Interceding! Bad Christian interceding. I don't like the word interceding. That sounds a little gross to me. Intercede? It just sounds gross. Yeah, I don't want anybody to intercede me. That sounds just sick as shit. I'm I'm here in the first minute, just sick as shit. Is it close to inseminate you for you? Is that the issue? Yeah, when you in seed, like seed alone. Hey, real quick, put this put this in the context of a bunch of church elders and Toby hearing the word intercede for the first time. I know. The very first time I heard it, I thought, oh God, I gotta get out of this church. I don't know where I'm at. I'm in the middle of somewhere in South Carolina. But it's it like that's five as if you get abducted I, by aliens. They intercede you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this light. I didn't get probed. I got interceded. Them motherfuckers the interceded me. I was all stained. I, Everything I thoroughly was stained believe. with steel. They interceded. Oh, no. <laughs> I thoroughly I'm, believe that every word. I, I've said this before. I said. I, I think I, my first thought of this was probably about a decade ago. I said. I project. I prophesied that every <laughs> single word. Every single word on earth will have a sexual connotation or have the ability to be used sexually at Eventually. some point. Yeah, it just keeps there, growing, there, growing. It, it will have, there, Every single word will have some way to be used sexually. It's almost inevitable. And and here's what's really crazy. It's really hard when I write song lyrics now. Like there's like I can't write the word Everything coming. Everything sounds like a part I, of I can't, parody. Can't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, I'm it's, coming. I'm coming to you. I, it's just too much. It's funny. I had a uh, Christmas card at our. Can't uh, write Harry Balls anymore. Right. Uh, we took a picture of us on our basketball court for Christmas cards, and it said "Happy Ballin' Days" instead of "Holidays." But I actually did some Google research to make sure that ballin' didn't have an overt connection mm, to like sad. having sex with someone. Because if that like was the prevail. Yeah, seriously. Like you gotta have to say, have a bang. That's what I'm saying. That whole mindset is a toxic one that our culture has that is not good. Now, I don't know if every word will be sexualized. It could be, but even if it is, there's a big problem with the idea of saying that something could be taken the wrong way, but I didn't intend it that way. Therefore, I better not say it. I don't believe that is right because all that does is wind up holding more and more stuff hostage that's now off limits for anybody who's reasonable. So if you want to say a certain thing and you intend it a certain way, your character and your reputation reputation should precede you and you should be confident in saying that. Like, yeah. you know, if you found out some word, other people take it a different way, that does not incriminate you for being whatever way that is. Yeah, I, I think you mentioned this in an earlier episode, Matt, so it's worth rehashing a little bit. You actually think it would be a good thing if the sorts of, like if someone could... Uh, talk about someone behind a close friend's back, but let that person hear it, it would actually be very healthy for relationships. Yeah. I mean, I think that may be a different point than what I was just saying, but I also have said that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You kind of lost me left turn there. But (laughs) And then I still want to get back to whatever it was that Toby said about if every word is going to become perverted at some point. How like like what what's an extreme what's a word that isn't perverted now that eventually will be hat <laughs> what's hat yeah you put have a, to put a hat put a hat on that dick <laughs> yeah Jimmy hat Give a, yeah I know Jimmy hat what about the word it, it, like one day adventure like I'm oh you oh, I'm gonna have an adventure in, I mean it, it already is <laughs> adventure like, is a good word? one because fantasy is that way oh a fantasy really what do you beat off to right. I mean it's not no it just means I'm thinking about the day that I'll have a nice uh you know set of tools that I don't have. That's a fantasy. Yeah. Oh, you get uh, off on tool. tools? How about okay. tools? Yeah. Your tool. Oh, tool. Oh, yeah, forget tools? it. Yeah. Hey, uh, Screw, how, screwdriver? 
wasn't intimate a word that we lost a long time ago? Like nowadays, if you say I was intimate mm-hmm. with someone, they immediately think sex. And that's not true, right? Right. I mean, I'm intimate with you guys all the time because we talk I think about this stuff. is an intimate show. Yeah. It's not sexual. This is no, no, but every, I'm missing out on a meaning. snow day, by the way, because of you rascals. I'm looking out the window, Matt. It is pouring down snow. And I just did a club episode with Toby. That's why I just said Matt. But are, do you get excited about snow, Matt? Like, yeah, we adult? had it at Christmas. We had a white Christmas. Oh, that's, that's right. I did. Did you like out that? Out of the blue. Georgia was been telling me all for like six months. I told her it's not going to snow on Christmas. And she goes, she almost started crying. I was like, well, look, it just, I know it's in all the TV shows. I know it snows, but it's just, that's not. And she kept telling me it was going to snow for like months. And then the week before, she said, our, our nanny told her, said it said on the forecast, I was like, thanks a lot. And it said, you know, it said, uh, she said, her nanny said that, that it's going to snow. I said, George, look, it's just not, it's just not going to snow. And at 4.30 on Christmas Eve, it started pouring oh, snow at four inches. Oh, and I was like, well, good. I guess that's just kind of magical. I'm going to go yeah, for it and it say that's kind of hallmarky, man. It was sweet. Yeah. Toby, I was man, going to be disappointed if it didn't, and it did, and then it melted the next day. That is crazy. I got nothing. My kids said the same thing, and no <laughs> damn snow. They were praying for it. They asked God of heaven and earth to deliver, and he did not. And so they don't believe anymore. They don't believe <laughs> they, anymore. No. Our Christmas was our kids found out God isn't real. <laughs> what about Santa, though? He doesn't answer prayer. Oh, they still believe in Santa. Okay. Of course. And, and the tooth fairy. Good I lost gosh, his tooth on Christmas Day. Matt. They believe they believe in Santa and the Tooth Fairy, just not God. I mean, yeah. you can only take it so far. Yeah, I, was, I mean, come on. I mean, they, they saw presents arrived at their house, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's real. Ike lost a tooth, opened, lifted up his pillow the next morning. There was money there. They asked God Himself, Jesus Christ, to deliver snow. Was there snow on Christmas morning? <laughs> no, he <laughs> does not exist. Why don't Why don't parents like try to? <laughs> If they want to really indoctrinate their kids growing up, they should do Santa Claus stuff with God, though. Just like, hey, pray, pray for God that he gives you such and such. And then the next morning, just have it laying out there and do that for their whole I've life. I've always wondered that. Like, I, I've never understood why <laughs> Christians didn't take hold of Jesus brings the presents. Right. I've always thought, like, why, why would you go to a guy dressed in red that everybody talks about, an old Saint Nick, like, like it kind of based on a true story. Why wouldn't you say, no, Jesus Christ travels the world <laughs> <laughs> delivering Tonka and Legos. And that's what Jesus Christ does. On his birthday, he gives. It's, he he, oh, loved, he gave his life and gave everything. Big yeah. Sack. yeah, he rides a giant white horse with a sword and a giant sack full of toys to save you from your sins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? Well, yeah, oh, I, that, I, that's I mean, how, maybe I that's I the same that. kind of ditch as what you know, just of dumbing down everything. Because I really think it's been a big problem. And I'll use Joey as an example. I think a lot of Joey's mental problems come from an overly childlike. Uh, fear-based faith, you know, having it put on him in a way where it's overly simple and you dumb it down, but then enforce it. You know what I mean? That's the problem. When you take something and make it simple, but make the stakes even higher, that's a constrictive constraint. So if you want to make, if you want to make your religion so simple, it's like, oh, there's this guy and it does this and it solves all our problems and every, everything comes from the Bible and the Bible's perfect, by the way. And everything is so, it's just as easy as you'd ever want it to be. And is the only and most important thing. That's that's an oppressive place to be. You know yeah. what I mean? Because there's no, you can't, there's no, right. it's like being in, that's like having a one room house that you're told is, is the best room ever. Now, never but leave. Matt, every room, time, every time there's I nothing leave, you can do. Every time I leave that room, though, I, I cheat on Priscilla. Like, no matter if I get if I get out of that little box, then I just go crazy. Yeah. Man. Well, it's just weird, though. I mean, you're told how important it is and how it's you know. And I'm I'm just using that. I know it's more than just simple, but it's dumbed down and simple to some degree. So it wouldn't be much farther if you followed the ways of idiocracy for Christianity to become where you just fake miracles and you do this just to make sure they right. believe. Because if it's all, if that's all that matters is if you believe or get it right or ask Jesus into your heart and make him stay and everything, nothing else matters, why not fake it then? Why, why not just make it as just make illusions and magic and just trick people into doing it? If it was that reductive, of course it's not. But you know that's a that's a like a 
satire of almost what what it feels like we've done. And I think that was really hurt people like Joey. I think is a really good example of that. Do you it's think crazy. I, I, I'm right about yeah, that? I mean, I think it's it's interesting. You kind of explained Joey in a way I never. I always thought it was just his shitty body. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but I thought it was like how shitty God of gave him a body. But it does kind of. No, I agree with that. Like it does. Here's the problem. People need some kind of like uh, absolute truth, or else they they are you know they get real crazy and weird or whatever. So no matter what, God has to be a certain way, or else every they think everything falls apart. So but they Toby, can re- they, they rely on the rules more than they do on God. I do Toby, that. I do to- that. But I don't know if you and now now Matt's a different story just because how he was brought up differently than us. But I don't know if we had a choice. I don't know if five year old Toby was saying, "Ooh, I like this simplicity and the black and white and the religious confidence that I have." I think you were you were basically made to be that. There's, I mean, that's a huge difference. That's interesting. Say more about that. You're saying you, I mean, what I just, would a choice have been? What would it be like I didn't, had you had a I choice? I mean, think think about it. I was taught that if I was disconnected from God, I am tortured forever. And I spent a huge part of my life believing that I could be uh I could have a relationship with God, but if I die in the act of sin, then I'm still screwed. So I I, I mean, you could make an argument for when my mind was not drifting from religious stuff, which for some people they take that for granted that they can think about other stuff. But I mean, you could technically say there were times where I was probably always worried about being tortured forever and ever because I could not be sure. Yeah, and just I think mean, about so how if, much if, that of mental energy that took up. Like you could have been learning other shit. There's a lot of stuff you don't know. You know, like you could yeah. learn more music or bass playing or construction or, I mean, you know, just things that I do, yeah. of course. But, you know, you yeah. could have, there's a million things you could have focused on and paid attention to. Instead, you were just consumed with whether you're going to hell or not. And right. if, and if I, you're doing and it I've, exactly right or not. Right. And I've pretty much let go. There's no way I'm ever going to be all the way okay from that. I mean, you just, no, you can't not, undo it was during your formative decades. child years, which is exactly. my main point, is like, exactly. it's an oppressive thing to do it to a child in a way, because, I mean, you know, the thing that bothers, I'm going to tell you what really bothers me about, about kids, or about the way people look at kids, but before I do that, I'm going to help everybody make a New Year's resolution that they can actually keep. Now, the New Year's resolution is should be, don't, don't drive to the post office. You add stamps.com to your business and save a ton of time and money this year. We've been using stamps.com for years, literally years, because it's good. And uh, going to the going to the post office is one of my least favorite things. But stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. It's a better way to get postage. You just simply... Use your computer to print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, whatever you got, something you bought on eBay or sending that you sold on eBay, whatever it is. Any class of mail and let the mailman just pick it up at your house. You don't have to leave the office. No lug-in mail to the post office. No more hassle. It will save you time and money. Plus, Stamps.com has postage discounts you can't get at the post office. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those super expensive postage meters that a lot of you know offices have always had. So stamps.com will send you a digital scale that automatically calculates the exact postage and you will never overpay or underpay for postage again. So it's convenient, easy, it's reliable, it's efficient, all the things that I like, and that is why I use it. So right now, you too can enjoy the stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and the digital scale so you ready for a happy happier new year go to stamps.com click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in bad christian that's stamps.com enter bad christian so what i'm saying there about kids that freaks me out a little bit and it almost sounds like a joke but it's, i'm not joking everything about a kid is like you know you it's involuntary to them whether or not you bring them into the world in the first place. You chose for them to be here. And who's to say whether that's good or bad? I, you know what I mean? Like, that's not cut and dry. Yep. And secondly, when they get here, so they didn't get to even consent to existing. Fair enough. But even when they get here, there's so many things that there's no way. I mean, this world is tough. It's rough. You know, you'll die if you don't have somebody take care of you. So it's obviously 
obviously there's a lot of things you have to do for a kid that they can't consent to. And I'm not trying to be weird, but you have to wipe their butt. You have to do this. You have to hold them down. You have to make them go to sleep. They don't, they, there's so many things that if you did it to an adult, it would be horrific oppression. But that there's, there's no choice because they can't feed themselves. They can't get dressed, all this stuff. But there's so many things about a, a kid. They don't get to decide almost anything. And that's the way it must be, I understand. But that should really be taken into consideration. How many more things can you do to your kid without their consent, such as a, a worldview or, a, 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 you know, lots of things that they cannot consent to. They are something you brought into the world that's your responsibility that you get to have for your own, you know, selfish reasons. So you should really, I think, take that in consideration. I don't think you, your kids, for instance, can ever owe you for what you've done. If you spent, I spent yeah. $40,000 you, uh, so what? You brought me here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think a kid <laughs> ever owes you yeah. shit. I don't think, I just don't think they do. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure they'd want to help out and be nice and be. So your, how would you, know. how would you feel about, let, let's say you could validate that LeBron James' mom was unbelievable, sacrificed a lot. How would you feel about LeBron James being like, I love you, mom, but I mean, this is my money. I don't want to give any of it to you. Oh, yeah. That's a good yeah, one, Joey. absolutely. I mean, I don't. I, you look, you don't get anything from your. I mean, you you will get a lot from your kids, but that's just going to be a relationship. Just like I get a lot from you and Toby. I mean, we have a mutual relationship. You don't owe I mean, me. Do, do anything. you think it would be weird if I know you think that the uh, lottery would ruin me? But do you think it would be weird if I got the lottery and I'm talking to you guys about it and I'm telling you all the stuff and everything and Two years later, I haven't done anything financially for you guys out of generosity. Two of my best friends, you you wouldn't be puzzled at all, thinking, "Man, I, well, that's I, I not mean, my joke. point." But yeah, that'd be bizarre. But I mean, I don't. I mean, you, you wouldn't. There's no way you could say somebody deserves that, though. Like, that's I, I'm just that. That's one of the reasons why getting money you didn't earn in a lump sum like the lottery is not good for you because it it creates it all these. The, you know wedges that you're not prepared to deal with but i'm just saying if your kid i'm not saying your kid of course you have a good relationship with your kid if you have a good relationship that's what it'll be but that when you hear a parent saying i've done this for him i've done that for him i've done this yeah. for him that's a bad that's bad you're in the wrong when you're doing that that's my point that when you're thinking yeah. that way you're wrong you don't that's not that's not how that works you didn't they didn't get to consent to be here for you to wipe their ass for you to tell them what to eat to not let them anything i mean and, and like in your case put a very strict oppressive mentally harmful ideology onto you before you could even separate it from what is a red light and a green light what if i'm saved or not saved i mean that's the that that's crazy it's very i don't i mean i don't have there's no i don't know what solution is because obviously everything's a worldview to some degree and everything i'm just saying man you gotta you're really Really, got to think about it with yeah, kids. Virgil and Barbara ruined you. They're, they're <laughs> no, it's awful. not them. It's the I mean, system. He, here's, no, it's no, Virgil I, well, and Barbara. It is, and, and yeah, my, mainly my Barbara mom. My mainly mom Virgil actually. Barbara. My mom threw through tears. You can say Barbara. She, my mom threw <laughs> tears. Say Barbara. Barbara <laughs> threw <laughs> through tears. Apologized to me uh, after she read my book. So oh, I think no. she does. She does take. Some response, and I and I told her I was like, Mom, honestly, oh, when I man, think about my childhood, adorable. I'm very thankful you guys did what you you know thought was best, and you know I only have fond memories, but I'm sure she still realizes some of the stuff maybe she could have helped me avoid. But here's what's so crazy is just two years ago, like I know my mind, y'all's mind works a lot differently, but if I can if I can think of stuff that I should be doing and I haven't done yet, and time's going by, I can get kind of stressed out. Well, one thing was. I'm just not teaching my kids about the Bible. Like, I'm just not, you know, really investing in time and reading through a book or really trying to enforce habits. And Rosa, she's in middle school. She yeah. should be reading her Bible all the time and all that stuff. Now, yeah. I'm purposely not doing that. Like, I, I think they're too... I think they're too young to handle the Bible, honestly. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know at what age they should start, like, really digging in. But right now, I'm actually content with what Sunday school does, or children's church, or whatever. They know the Bible stories. They know that God is, or, or they have faith that God is good. That God, you know, works on people's behalf and all that stuff. I don't want them knowing about atonement and what Jesus had to do for us. I, I don't know. I actually had this idea for this. Uh, I, I wanted to ask y'all too about resolutions and stuff, but uh, I had this idea of just filming 
uh, like doing a year, uh, I called it, I had this idea of just a year without church. Like what I do every Sunday, like, would it be more fulfilling? Would it be potentially better for the world or for my family or for me physically, mentally, emotionally, all the, you know, for all those things. I've, I've been thinking about that. Like just what could I do if I, if I stayed away from what uh, Christianity has become, which is a Sunday thing or whatever it might be, in, mean, in a lot of ways. It's, it's more than that, of course. I'm generalizing here. But just what if I just use the exact time of that happens on Sunday mornings where we could go? Because here's what's funny. I was going to go to church on New Year's Eve. Uh, I mean, New Year's – was it New Year's Day? What was Sunday? Was it, New Year's uh, Eve. New, New Year's, Year's Eve, Eve. Yeah. And I guess the church that I was going to go to didn't have childcare, and I was like, "Well, screw that." <laughs> I was like, "I'm not." But but part of me was like, "Okay, I understand why they didn't. It's a holiday, and you you know you try. Why why don't churches pay uh, children's people? They just I, I mean they they need to pay them a shitload of money and stop messing with that. That's a whole other subject. But um, I was thinking, I don't. Why would, wait a second? I, wait a second. No more children's volunteers. All of them should be paid for volunteering. One hundred percent. I mean, if, if a bass player is played. You might you need to pay somebody that's handling a screaming three year old for sure. I mean, no doubt about it. It's way harder. It is way harder to uh, uh, watch watch kids for an hour to two hours than play the bass for about fifteen minutes here. Go to the green room, chill out, get a cup of coffee, and then come back and play for another seven minutes. Yeah, but the but quality of music is more important than it kids is spiritual, spiritual yeah, it upbringing. Is. That's what I'm saying. That, you're exactly right. So they don't care. It's just they have it there. So your kids there. They they probably plan and stuff, but I was I was really thinking I was like I guess I could still go, but that would be horrible for my kids. I would yeah. never want my kids to have to sit for basically almost two hours in an adult themed service. They're gonna lose their shit. Same way yeah. as they we don't hardly go to restaurants. <laughs> yeah. So why am I gonna go to a church? Yeah, no restaurants are a disaster. I mean restaurants are a nightmare. Why would I go to sit a church where all these people are just gonna be talking or singing songs that aren't that you know the kids right. don't care about? And it, I'm like I'm it, not it, doing that. Totally. In fact, I feel like if anything, I can back off completely and my kids will pick up a lot of the religious stuff right. that I picked up just by living in the South. So I have to oh, make yeah, yeah, an yeah. effort to You're wean right. them off some of that stuff. That's my my job is to work against the religious principles that my kids are taught that's, in the South. Like I, and I'm consciously thinking that too. When just my so that daughter, just so that it's not just so that there is choice and option and freedom and like again, so they they have some consent to what they absorb or believe or think. Not, I mean, not a I, lockdown framework. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, that's not where my mind usually gravitates towards, but I think what my mind stays with is I'm going to tell these kids what their dad believes because that's all I've got for them. I can't say... So, so I guess that goes hand in hand yeah. with what you're saying. Because then that, it's they're, they're, they have some, you know, they have some agency in the matter. Right. Of course and, and, you know and, what you're going to... You know your kids are just like you anyway, so why... Right. Cram, why, I just don't understand And I'll never the, forget this. The, that I'll, style of parenting. Yeah, and I'll never, I'll never forget when I asked Rosa a really deep spiritual question, and she said, well, what do you believe? And I told her, and she said, well, I believe everything you believe. And I was like, that, my friend, is an appropriate answer yes. for a six-year-old. It's why not? everything. Why not? That's my parents. Of course I agree with them. And then she will naturally get to the age where she's like, wait a second, dad doesn't know everything. That's crazy. I wonder what he's wrong in. And then she'll mm -hmm. figure stuff out on and her And that's own. okay. But that's, that's true that's, about everything in parents. But parents don't think that. Parents get really mad and defensive when you check. Like my, my dad thinks I'm a raging liberal who prob <laughs> who, who, who's Lip headed tarred. to hell. He's probably who's headed to hell. And he thinks other Christians are shitty and awful. Like the the ones that are on his side, he even thinks are terrible. Like all, all these things that my dad thought and feels are based on what he experienced and all this stuff. And so, I mean, it's really crazy. Like it should be totally a good thing that I get some stuff wrong, and I'm hoping my kids learn and do better and set me straight, even on some things. Right? Like don't don't I want my kids to make me better? That that's part of the reason we had them. Like I'm a yeah. better person because of them already, and. Can't that last forever? Like, I want to be 80 years old, and my daughter goes, hey, Dad, listen, been thinking about this and this. What do you think? This is what I think about God now. There that, you go, that's, yeah. That's, that's not a scary conversation. That's a seeking God, wrestling with God question that should be safe. 
That is that but should I, be okay, not dangerous. And I, and I say this all the time. Y'all are sick of hearing it. We'll move on. But if you put hell into the picture, to me, it changes this conversation because then I understand a parent's motivation to indoctrinate their kids because there's just like that's, no way in hell my nonsense, kid's going to go to hell though. forever. No, yeah, that's but not even still, nonsense. Okay, but if it is that 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 it is nonsense because you're making them a big mistake when you do that. I'm not. I mean. I understand what you're saying, it, it, but you're basically, if you t- adopt that mindset that the only thing that matters is avoiding hell and getting other people to avoid hell, that is just, I don't think that's what is the thrust of the Bible, first of all. I don't think even Jesus would say that's the main thrust of the Bible. So you are you are taking a low, low row. You've given up. You've waved the white flag, said, I don't care about anything. I just want yeah. to, to avoid the worst thing possible. That's yeah. That's... That's the ditch that you go into. That I think is not. I don't just don't think there's any justification for that. Whether or not you don't you under do you do you understand how people get caught up into that yes. though when they think of course oh I I'm do. here for like a second but then when I die that's when my yes, real life I do. lasts forever. I do. I'm just saying it's that well, you've given up on yeah. this life when you, if you really, I mean. Take it to the extreme. I mean, you know, put, put your kids on an IV and drip and never let them out of the house. I mean, you know, it, it just does. That's just not. That's just not the thrust of the Bible. It just isn't. That's not. Well, what well here's the issue, though. It's and I'll use this phrase for all intents and purposes. Which uh, I read this thing about how uh, everybody gets these phrases wrong, and I immediately thought of Joey, who thinks it's intents and purposes. I <laughs> intense like intensity, intensive but purposes. Your in, your intent it, and your is it, your purpose is it intensive. No, no intent for all, all well intents and purposes. But your intense. intent and your purpose for using hell, that is what is really dangerous and bad. For example, here's what I really don't like. How about, are we teaching our kids that most, there's a shitload, not most, maybe, but at least a shitload of people that are going to burn forever? Like, you, mm-hmm. is that where you're starting about that explaining That most people God? ever born do. Is what, right. What, I, w- I was explained very early on that that was one of the big things that surrounded Christ and God was that most people that I that, that especially that didn't live in the south <laughs> that didn't live in South Carolina were headed to hell because they were the ones that lived down the street from you we but were, also went to movies uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> right exact seriously or wore jewelry right, right I mean I was told that at yeah. an early age or said and, shit now, yeah. now, I mean seriously here, I, I want to let parents a little bit off the hook they are just trying to do the best you can. Right. You're just trying to do and Of course. I, this happened uh, this week, and I was going to get... Before I say that, let me tell you something that, that won't send you to hell, but it'll actually send you to heaven on earth, and it's Blue Apron. <laughs> and here's why. If you don't know about Blue Apron by now, I don't know where you have been, but basically, I'm just going to I'm gonna give you the, the abbreviated version. Blue Apron is awesome food sent directly to your house, so you don't have to go through all the other stuff with getting other foods. This is great food that comes straight to your house. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Blue Apron's mission is to take incredible home cooking, uh, to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And that's true. I mean, I, we get Blue Aprons at our house. And, and Jess picked out this meal, and I was like, oh, this one's going to be interesting. I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. It was bok choy and this kind of almost like a candied fish. I don't know if it's like mahi-mahi or something like that. But uh, I'll, I, here's what I will say. I still ate most of it. I don't like bok choy, and I tried it because I was like, they are so damn good at vegetables. What's cool about Blue Apron is you can pick what you like, and you can try new things like I want to do with food, and if I don't like it, I just I can order whatever I want next time. That's why Blue, Blue Apron is so cool. And for eight weeks, ending uh, in February 26th, Blue Apron is teaming with Whole30 to bring you delicious recipes, nice. and their menu will feature two Whole food, whole 30 approved recipes each week, like Mexican spiced uh, barramundi with avocado. Mm. Their, their foods are so amazing. I can't even hardly pronounce them. Togarashi. I sound like Joey. <laughs> Togarashi chicken lettuce cups. That actually sounds really good. And I don't know, but potentially like keto or something. Uh, with avocado and kale and sweet potato salad, kickstart your new year with Blue Apron and Whole 30. It's just so good. I'm telling you. I can't wait. We're getting ready to order our next meals, and I'm so it's so fun to have great meals and get to experiment and try fun things. And like I said, 98%. I'm a little weird on some vegetables and some meats, but Blue Apron just nails it all the time. Blue Apron is treating the Bad Christian Podcast listeners to their first three meals, a $30 value. That's $30. 
with your first order if you visit blueapron.com slash badchristian. Let me say it again. Blue Apron is treating you, you folks, the Bad Christian Podcast listeners, to their first three meals for, for free, a $30 <laughs> value, with your first order if you visit blueapron.com slash badchristian. So check out this week's menu and get your $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash badchristian. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. That's true. Hey, do now, do the do do the dudes realize do the, do, 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 <laughs> do the dudes realize that there's ingredients in every single meal that causes your wife to want to have sex really badly? I don't do think that's that? true. I'm, I'm no, gonna go ahead is. and say that's not. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say it's not true. <laughs> hey, look, jo- look, look uh, Joey's got a visitor out his window. <laughs> They're out hey, playing in the are, snow. Oh, yeah. you don't. You have to work, and you, you have to, to play work. With your kids. That's hilarious. Oh, you're a terrible father. Yeah, I told him that you're I, an awful dad. I mean, I'm looking out the window, and the wind is actually blowing the snow from the ground, and the air is crazy. Like they said in New England, they're going to have wow. hurricane force <laughs> winds. I, I, hey, there is no shame in my game. I get excited about snow. I mean, I just especially I know when you it's, do. That especially when it sticks and there's icicles and it's just neat. It's, it's beautiful. It's really awesome. All right, let me get back to what I was saying. So I kind of had a little bit of it, like not. It, I don't think things are crisis of faith anymore. People say that. I don't really like. Like I said, I don't like the word deconstruction of faith really because uh, I, I feel like you're always constructing what you believe. You're building upon whatever foundation you got as a kid, and then you're mm-hmm. trying to build on that, change some things, re, revamp, renew. Rebuild all that stuff. I don't. I don't like deconstruct. I'm not taking this down and breaking it down. Maybe in some ways I am, but I feel like that's always adding. I don't like really taking away because I don't think you can. I, I'm never going to get away from my father's and mother's faith. I just am not. Like like you said, like mm-hmm. like what you said. Part of that is good, even though there's some crazy things now that I see with my my parents' faith and what they believe about God. There's still a lot of good there. Yeah. So I want to build upon that. But um, I saw, uh, I don't want to get too detailed here, but what I've realized is people, I I felt a little bit strange this week about God because a few different people wrote how they hadn't been following God and some bad things happened and they broke up with a person and they didn't know, uh, you know, and they realized now that they hadn't been seeking God in their decisions and that, you know, they'd been doing bad and now they're on fire for God and that God is always faithful and all stuff. And I realized in that moment that most people aren't changed when they, maybe I'm generalizing too much. I'll I'll stick some people, uh, when they talk about God, it is 100% still about them. It is not about God Mm. at all. They're going through a tough time. And when they're talking about how good God is and how faithful he is and he'll come through and all stuff, it's still just about them. I don't even know if they're actually thinking about God. Like if you're in a bad relationship and your boyfriend or girlfriend breaks up with you and you're like, man, I was bad. I was blind. I I thought I was in love and now I'm not. And now I'm so in love with God. And he's just always been there. Well, no, you're just trying to find another boyfriend or girlfriend. Like it's still about you. Like you're not really like committed to changing your life. You're going to do the exact same damn thing with the next relationship or the next job or with the next money decision or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be. And I I was really disappointed because I was like, man, a lot of stuff that I hear about God is just somebody trying to latch onto another thing because they were hurt from something else. Yeah. It's not that they're so in love with God or are ready to change their life for God and God revealed something. They just know, oh oh my gosh, my husband or wife left me. I I got it. Oh, I'm, I'm with God now. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it, that's not real. Well, we always trade and one it, thing for another. People talk about that in the models of addiction and stuff like that. Like, if you're addicted to something, you knock it off and yeah. get into something else, right? And I mean, you look at it with the right. look at it with the politics. You know, there's a bunch of people oh, who grew yeah. up conservative fundamentalist, and now they're another type of fundamentalist. You know, progressive or something. Yes, it's the same yeah. thing. Now you think you really know, and here you go. You know. But Y'all it's just a, you just know a different set of shit that you're going to go. Hold on, stay push. stay here with what Matt's saying. Matt, you are so right. A, a decent percentage on Facebook that I see are people that used to be Christians and now are uh, instead of the word Christian or what Christian values are, or whatever, they're just on the another side. Yeah, doing the exact same evangelizing. Thing. Right? <laughs> right, right, evangelizing right. or uh, proselytizing or, or worse. 
You know what I mean? Like, like seriously, like it's, it, there's almost no difference. You're just on another side. You're not woke. You're doing the exact same damn thing. Yeah. You just—it's just not Jesus and and standing on a corner with that. You're standing on a corner talking about whatever rights or whatever. Like, like not. And it could even be inherently a good thing, but you aren't that. You're you're not that. I mean, if you've changed. Uh, you know, I'm I'm no longer I'm done with the church because of this, and now I'm this. You're just still the same person you, doing the same exact it thing. Else, it's just a different likely. subject or a different uh, you know, evangel evangelism or something like that. It's really frustrating. It really made me go, damn, is is God just what we go to? Is something you know the same thing as I, I have to have coffee in the morning to function or whatever? Like, is is that what is that what God is? Like, I just I mean, is he real? Is he is he Entering our life daily and moving and changing and, and doing things or caring or even knowing, or is it just something that we say because it makes us feel good to get through the day? Where'd you come out? Like, obviously, you didn't make up your final decision, but like, seriously, like, what thoughts came out? <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. No, and, I didn't. And, and, and well, just to give some context to that, there's some people that I think go the opposite extreme and they just love the formulas like i seriously toby had two cousins that at at a family get together they both blamed their overeating on a spirit of indulgence and they were very <laughs> very serious wow and so basically they said like, when you I, when have, you hear we, that you, we you, have don't, over, you don't believe we, that dude. you don't believe that's no, a I don't. demon no. trying to make them fat no, like they literally said, we've we've had control over the spirit of indulgence, and then it was just like all of a sudden he's just just right back in my face. Well, it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> There's a spread right there. <laughs> There's a lot of good food, man. The devil attacks you when you are just trying to be with family, and there's unreal food. I mean, and here and here's the here's the irony. If I were to say ah, that's ridiculous, like how do y'all? They would seriously think I'm backsliding not have a different like take on faith but joey is losing his salvation he is backsliding because he doesn't believe this yeah. way it's crazy I, I mean that that's what bums me out is so that, where are you where are well, you with okay spirituality well here's here's what i was gonna say and and this is what like okay this is why i appreciate you as a pastor and i know you you make fun of me when i say you're the only pastor i know <laughs> is that you at least being honest like you are the most person I know that really is on a journey and try and you overthink it, even to the detriment of your own brain and stuff sometimes of like what uh, is real and what you believe and what you want to be like. You might not yep. always succeed, of course, but you do have in your heart what you, where you would like to go or what you'd want to believe. Like, for example, you and me and Matt both all think, man, it would. I just want to believe fully and that Jesus is real and that he changes things and he makes the world better and that he died for Like, I want to believe that wholly, right? Yeah. Now, the thing that gets in the way oftentimes is that when I when I read stuff like that, like or you know, like your cousins or whatever that would say something like there's a demon or a spirit of indulgence that's trying to attack me and make me fat or whatever, that 100% means you have no responsibility and you're just saying something else is causing you bad stuff, which is what Christians fall into a lot. My situation is bad because of the devil, but I'm going to get better. My finances are bad because this, this, and this, but you know, God will make it better. Wait a minute. You are the problem. If you're not yep. taking responsibility and thinking about your journey and what you're doing and who you are, then, then there isn't any truth. So, where I land is I cannot, no matter what, I, like if anybody shouldn't be a Christian, it probably is me. Like, I mean, I, I, there, there are days where I'm not a Christian for sure. I, I know that that is true. I, I might not acknowledge it or actually fully realize it, but I believe in my life, there've been many days, maybe weeks, uh, of, I wasn't really a Christian, wasn't believing, wasn't trying, didn't care or whatever. But the thing that brings me back is it is personal to me and I can explain that stuff. Yeah. I can I can tell you sincerely several things in my life where I feel like God moved or did something or just was there. Like I can tell you that just for me and that is something that is real and it wasn't something almost none of those stories are where oh man, 
I turned to God and he was faithful. Like that, that stuff doesn't make any sense. That's still you doing something. I was doing yeah. bad, but then I realized when in the bad, in the lowest part, I realized God is good and here, no, that's still you doing something, not God doing something. You turned, you believe that God's faithful. You are saying that he's this, you're doing this. No, the times where my life has really changed is where I didn't want God. I didn't care about God. I didn't, I wasn't even seeking him. I wasn't doing anything. And all of a sudden it's undeniable to me that he's there. That, that, that yeah. is the real crux for me in Christianity and believing in Christ is that in spite of myself, God does something. That, that, yeah. And I can get behind that. Now, I also want to say this. It was really funny. And I know this has happened at least to Matt, I think. And, Joey, I don't know if this has happened to you, uh, and I don't want to make you too mad, but I'm, I'm in several... <clears throat> I'm in several Facebook groups online. People add me to Facebook groups all the time. So this one Facebook group this week um, mentioned, like, what do you guys think about the Bad Christian Podcast? And it's just some, some group. I don't even know what it is. And everybody was just talking so much shit about us. And I was like, I, I mean, it was unbelievable. And it's a Christian group. It was, it was some kind of Christian group. They said, I, I mean, the worst thing they said was that Joey <laughs> is a wolf in sheep's clothing, no, leading, two, leading two naive guys away from the Lord. Whoa! <laughs> it, was, it was something like, I was like, oh, you're giving Joey way too much credit. I mean, oh come on, I, I'm pretty bad. Can't, I mean, I, I'm pretty bad on my own here. But I mean, it was several things. Like it was like trash, and it was awful. And it was this Christian group, and I was like, "Man, like, is this what? Like, I'm reading this. You're you're talking about me and something I created, and is this how you want to reveal Christ to me? Like, is this is this language that you're using, and these ideas that you're promoting, and the things that you're saying when you do not know, is this Christ? Like the God that you are saying you believe in and serve, it that that's that can't be whole." That can't be fully redeemed and good. The things that you are saying, and I know this because I've said things like this. I've done really shitty things in my life and said bad things and hurt people and said mean things about people and done really shitty things. So I know from firsthand experience what it's like to be angry or hurt or fearful, but what it, it really bothers me. Like I'm glad I scrolled on by. I thought like maybe I should say something that'll be fun. Like I wanted to make like a funny one-liner. I was like, ah, it just doesn't matter. I, I, I don't care. But what I thought more was if I was these these people, do they actually care about Christ and who he is? Or are they just like the power that they're right? Like, is that what God is? Just that you're right and other people are wrong? And, and when it, when it, if it comes down to that level, if you're sitting there right now thinking about how right you are and how wrong somebody is, whatever the, the scenario is, if you're at the grocery store, if you're at whatever, listening to music, whatever, and you, and you can be so certain that you're right and other people are wrong, then you're wrong. That, that, that isn't it. That is not it. That's not Christ. That's not loving. That's not compassionate. That's not discerning. That's not challenging. That's not helpful. It's nothing. Like, it really isn't. Like, it's it just, I mean, it, it's funny, too. Like, so many people, there's so many people that, uh, because of this, po- this podcast has gotten popular, they just talk shit about our podcast and do all this stuff and say, like, we're heretical and we're bad and we're evil and all this stuff. And it, it's the number one things when I read it that goes, oh, man, is God real? Like that, never the atheist people. It makes me go, mate, these people, their God is just a tool they use. It's not God. He's not all powerful. Their God isn't all powerful. He's weak and just a tool they use to try and one up somebody on social media and say they're right. Like it's, it's one of the most things that make me think, think like that, especially like, I mean, I'll even go another step like Calvinism. Like I used to be a, I would say I'm a Calvinist and I might even still be in certain ways, like believing that we don't have much free will and stuff like that. But the way a lot of Calvinists talk is just awful. It's like the <laughs> it's like the Calvinism is almost the least way you could enjoy God or like God, and it, it seems so arrogant. And or evangelize. The, yeah, I know. I mean, seriously, it's, it, it just like and the idea that they that people turned it into something. They turned it into Calvinism. They turned right. it into Arminianism. What, what does that even mean? Those are arbitrary, in a way, arbitrary things that people go, well, this is what I believe because a bunch of people said it. Yeah. But, I mean, Jesus hung out with prostitutes and tax collectors. Yeah, I don't I mean, think— He made I think, wine. I think to answer, tables. Your, to answer your question that you said about 30 minutes ago, I think that <laughs> basic— Is that a dig at me? <laughs> a little one. <laughs> I, th- I think people, they, 
they don't they are thinking in rights and wrongs and that's yeah. their primary concern but they don't realize it i think that they always sense yes. that there is a deeper like i mean i believe in god he's the ultimate truth he's the ultimate yeah. answer he's what everybody needs so it's important for me to be right because that is our aim but i'm not letting people off the hook i think a lot of people including myself for years we get so fixated on having to explain our faith and then we even use bible verses that i think we take out of context i mean the the biggest apologetics verse of all time is first peter 3:15 or something like that and it says always be prepared to give you know an answer for the hope that you have do you really think that means like scientifically historically um you know, philosophically, no, it just, it means exactly what Toby just said. And that is what God has done for you and why you see hope in him. But it's just so hard. Again, I think hell is, hell is the the piece here that makes everybody freak out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's hard to say we've dispensed with hell. I, I still resist that notion because one of the things that I feel like now is that I'm less confident about anything. So it would seem yep. hypocritical to me to say, look, I don't really know. I, I'm less certain about all my doctrines, except for this one. I figured it out. There's no hell. It just seems <laughs> hypocritical fundamentally to, to, to do that. Um, <clears throat> so I just would say I'm way less certain, and I would put that way less central than most. I mean, it seems clearly that most people have that too centrally based on the way that Jesus and the Bible talks about hell. I mean, Matt, it's Matt just, this, this is this is seriously one of those conversations where what you just said, I, I believe that you're right, and I believe that I cannot understand. Like, I can't put my mind there. Like, uh, when Pete Enns was on Pastor With No Answers, I mentioned major doctrines such as the afterlife and where we spend forever, and he said, yeah, if you want to consider those major doctrines and it blew my mind. Yeah. Like I, I don't see how we can remove eternity from the But you're just doing I, don't I think it. you're just doing bad math when you do that. Like sure. I, I understand that your the math is infinity versus 80 years. And so you, that so therefore that's the amount of weight you put on that doctrine. But that's that's yeah. just too reductive and too simple. That, that isn't what the people who seem to understand spiritual truths that wrote the Bible that's not what they seem to think. So, yeah. if that, it just, it's just, is a doctrine that I don't think is that, it is way overdone. That's obvious to me. So I'm fine yeah. with just saying that's that one's way overdone. You know, well, and, the I mean, it test- could be as simple as hell is on earth and it's the the life you're living. I mean, it, it's very possible that the whole thing about hell is man, what you sure are in hell. If you're dealing with chaos in your life and you've ignored all these principles and all these things from the Bible and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, that that's possible. That's not, that's certainly interpretable that way. Yeah. Well, I, I will say this, that if, if that is not supposed to be the centerpiece, which I'm acknowledging is probably the case. Does anybody it, think it, hell is the centerpiece of the Bible? I was, I was just, no, I was just going to say it certainly is the centerpiece of many people walking away from the faith or never mm-hmm. coming to the faith. I, I think that sounds so funny, the faith. Yeah. But I don't think True. they ascribe to Christian beliefs because of hell. I think it is the centerpiece. It is the game changer. It is the deal breaker for many people. And for some people, it motivates them to fear, where others, it motivates them to be like, eh, whatever. There's no way that could be the case. Well, yeah. what about, too, I mean, oh man, we're on, we're on a stint here, but I just don't understand why people hold in such high revere biblical characters, biblical people, and then now we are nothing compared to that. Like what? I mean, for, for example, I, I'm not tooting our own horn. Could God be using this podcast? Could He be changing people's minds and doing a new thing? You know, I mean, ser- <laughs> like seriously. Like I'm, I'm just saying. Like what? Did it end two thousand years ago? All we got is that, and, and nothing else. God isn't revealing anything else and changing our minds and showing us how to love. <laughs> In a way that we ha- we haven't or aren't. I mean, couldn't God be doing something right now? And I, and I say this podcast through a lot of people. Like right now, I mean, I feel like when I mean, what is is it only this one funnel that we have, and that's it with God? Like I don't just, know, but you had so me limited. At- you had me at new thing. We should call ourselves BC Talk and name an album new thing. <laughs> you get it. 
DC Talk, but it's instead BC Talk, and their second album was New Thing. How about that video? You know the video of the kid, right? I've got it here. What? Oh, yeah, the New Thing video. Always doing it. Doing a no thing. Boy, do I spend a lot of time on videos these days. It really oh, is crazy. The, it freaks me, me out because I, I always talk about the social media algorithms controlling our life and being beyond us. But my gosh, do they deliver me the best shit in the world <laughs> on fail videos and stuff like that. It's just it's just too good. I'll sit there oh, at night and I'll just be like, all right, well, maybe I'll watch TV, but let me check Facebook. No, I don't need to turn the TV on, my friend. I'm going to watch mm. seven minutes of Ice right. Bucket Challenge fails tonight, and I'm going to laugh so hard. And I don't, I, I, I mean, it's, and, and it costs nothing to make those videos. It didn't have a production team, executive producer. Right. It just got right. made and it got sent to me, and it's exactly what I want to see. <laughs> and, and all, all TV shows and comedy are based off those real things. Here's what I was wondering is this good or potentially bad? I don't really know. A normal Tuesday night after the kids go to bed is we have something on the TV, and Jess and I are both looking at our phones or computers, and we don't say a word until one of us laughs. <laughs> and, and then, then show when one laughs, we, we say, what are you laughing what? at? Show oh, this video. Yeah. You got to see video. this one. So, and then we watch idea. the video together and die laughing and say a couple of words, and then we go yeah. back. Yeah, Bridget's watching <laughs> Star Trek one of us on the TV in bed, and I'm on my phone in bed, and I'm just, I die laughing. I say, babe, you got to pause it. You got to pause it. You got to see you gotta, this. She, what? And then I, if I, I don't do it unless I know she'll like it, and then she likes it and laughs, and it's great. It's just, it's crazy that it does it that way, and it just makes me think, I don't know. I mean, it's weird, like the stuff that, like, you don't need the the industry. I mean, isn't that bizarre to get I stuff know. that's funny and just right to it? And I think Ooh. there's something deep about, Oh, um, God, yeah. That, right? That sounds crazy. Like, what about the executive yeah. producers and the ad agents? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, those people out of jobs, they can... The humor. You're talking about church, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. But I'm saying the humor comes like to it. me on the internet because it's there, and somebody's going to tweet something or put a meme up, and there's no credit, and the people that make them don't get paid either. And I and it's still entertaining to me. Maybe better than the new whatever Comedy Central show is. It's just I don't know what yeah. that means, but it's crazy. But there's something particular about fail videos that I love just so much, and I think there may be an evolutionary reason why. I think. And you know how your kids laugh if they, if you get hurt, for instance? Yeah. They love it. Yeah. They just love it if you get hurt. Because you, right. I think, your brain rewards you from what, like when I'm watching a fail video and I see the middle-aged woman thinks she's going to rope swing up, make it all the way to the lake. Right. She's not going to make it. <laughs> I know, know she's, she's not, not. going to make know it. That, you know what's going to happen Yeah, already. I know. And, and so I've seen that one a million times, of course. There's a million of those. Those are very funny. But there's a ton of videos. They'll pop up. You'll start to watch it, and you'll go, I wonder what's about to happen. I think that's going to happen. Uh, and then you see how something unfolded, like a balance thing, right. or, oh, you thought that would work if you did this. It's, it's, you're learning safety. When you, you, your brain's rewarding you with laughter because you're going, oh, I won't make that mistake. I know not to do that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's, right. it's education. It's how not to get to kill yourself on a four wheeler. That's why you watch those, and you know. I mean, you really absorb that stuff. Like, oh, I've seen this go wrong before, so it feels good to watch it, and it, you're right. not th- thus falling into the trap. I love well, it. Here's here's the thing about that too is. That's basically, uh, I mean, not for everybody, but like I'll I'll, I'll say just for Primal. me, that was my like my upbringing with my family. My family would do something really funny or silly <laughs> or crazy, and we'd all laugh about it, and it connects you. And that's kind of what I feel like the best thing about the internet is, is that you could do that. Like, oh man, why does that lady think she can ride the rope swing? Uh, come on, that, that's like that's like your aunt <laughs> or something that's real confident. Yeah, or what? You know what I mean? Like you relate to that because you know people in your life that are like that mm-hmm. and can do will try something or do something or whatever it might be. And one of the things about it, too, I've, I've been thinking about lately is with how phenomenal everything is getting, like with just technology and busy and connected and all this stuff, that type of uh, connection or humor or relationship is almost become the most valuable and accessible uh, thing that you want to access the most. Um, like the simple idea of a... Uh, you know, it, 
somebody walking and slipping in mud and it's just funny like you understand it immediately you mm-hmm. get it and it's not high pro- like you said man it's not high production there's not millions of dollars you're not paying for it it wasn't like an ad company sat around a table and created right. it or anything it's just real life so you go wait a minute this is real life for a moment i can laugh at this because oh man bless her heart Oh, gosh, I can't believe that. Why did that kid do that? Didn't he know those fireworks were going to do that? Do you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like, that's just amazing that you and that's can connect why, that and that's easily, why we're, and you need it. Yeah, and that's why we're you. glued to our TV when like real tragedies yeah, happen. Same time. Right. Because that's the same reason why we watch movies. Because you need to know if happen. you need to know. Like you, You're just trying to learn and survive the world. But it's weird because... It, if TV and media, I mean, look at this. This is media that people consume for hours. I mean, it's crazy, right. and we just don't, don't even know what we're doing. And But there's something good about that, obviously, and yeah. it's weird to see the big stuff headed this way. And if you think about it, golly, it's so weird that if you've seen people act, like if you go back and listen to the radio in 1950s, you go, man, they used to talk so cool back then. It's so different. And weird. But right. no, they didn't talk that way. They were just acting that way, I'm on the microphone, reporting from so-and-so, and and then the way the newscasters do today, and even acting came from theater and Shakespeare. The whole thing, we've been practicing for hundreds of years to try to act normal. You know what I mean? Like, you start with the most formal, I'm on the stage, all the world's a stage, and we're merely players, and then you get all the way down to where it's just... It's taken this long to act normal on camera or on a microphone to figure it out. Oh, I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah, like all we've been doing is practice. Oh, when Brad Pitt does this, it, he acts just like a real person. Oh, we're just now getting there. <laughs> <laughs> that he wins an award for acting like for, a person. <laughs> yeah, for, that's what it's that hard to do, you know. And that, that's weird. <laughs> Brad Pitt can act just like a regular person. It's, it's amazing. Crazy. He needs an award for that. Yeah, that's phenomenal. I will say this too. One of the things about it that uh, gives me hope for humanity is that we are all more alike than we are different. I mean, we really are. Like, I mean, that that's the thing that is what we don't understand. Like, for example, who actually hates uh, a, a, a troop? You know what I mean? Like an, Amer- an American troop. Like, like you just inherently hate them, and they're just stupid and awful, and they're bad. Like, you don't – like, somebody that would give their life or dedicate their life or commit their life to the- their country, you don't inherently hate them. I think almost every single person – there's a few weirdos out there, but I would say almost everybody, wherever your political uh, uh, you know, thoughts and beliefs lie, you – Support the troops, but why does things get so? Why, why do things get so hazy and weird and strange? And all of a sudden, you're this way, and you're on the left side or the right side or whatever it might be. You're more alike than you think, and that mm-hmm. is what is dangerous about where, the time we live in right now. Is that even though we are more alike than we think, we think we're nothing like each other. Well, that's another way that we're built. That's our you know our evolution does that too. Like everything that's normal is what you don't notice, and then you see something weird, you go, uh oh, this could be a threat. You know, or, right? Uh, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. That's what your program to look for you can't you can't notice everything you can like right it's the same way which drives me crazy when people say everybody that has more than one kid loves to announce how different the two kids are oh, <laughs> it drives me crazy <laughs> it's like oh you can't believe it one uh, one you know like for instance seth and melanie's kids they have two red-headed boys that look like identical twins the older one's a little shorter the young one's a little bit taller they're, they, they're just twins but the, all, right. it, but even they, they're like, oh, tough is this way, and Mariner is this, just on and on and on about, and everybody's that way. My first kid was this, and the other one was totally. But if you looked at those, if you took my two girls, who Bridget loves to talk about how different they are, <laughs> and compare them to anybody else's two kids, could you find more two similar individuals than Georgia and Geraldine? Are there more similar? Is there anybody closer to Georgia than Geraldine? No, on there is Earth? not. Is there anybody no. that's similar to her, even close? No. They're almost identical from any outside discernible point of view. But from your point of view, uh, they're just 100% opposites, I guess. It's just nonsense. Night and day. I disagree. Night and day. I mean, you, Joey has four kids, and he swears they're different. Of course, but Joey set them straight. Joey, you know what you're talking about. You got four I mean, kids. They're this all is, unique. There's this no way bullshit. you can take other kids and put them in a pool and not be able to identify which ones are yours that are similar. <laughs> you can figure it I out. I mean, if you want to talk physical <laughs> characteristics, opposite. sure. But the personalities, I'm sorry. I think there is enough 
things that I don't even know if they're called. There's enough strands in a DNA between two people, they can make some pretty damn <laughs> he different went DNA kids. on you, <laughs> Matt. I just Yo, DNA your yeah, ass. Hold on, but what Matt's saying is how m- their personalities are more similar, unbelievably similar. Than, yeah, but that that's that's not just the because point. they're the they're Spensons. Just because no, the, they're Spensons, their personality. Even though one likes dance and one likes karate and one is good at math and one's good at English. That is very minute if you looked at the entire scope of that human. Right. All the, uh, your but four that's humans not the point of the comment. No, it is the point of the exactly. comment. You've lost no, track of the, the point of the comment, as Toby no. said originally, that people are more similar than they are different. Political views, this, that, and that. So yeah, another American who is a you know an alt-writer and a libtard, it, they're really similar on 99.9% of attributes right. of human. They are. They're, they're what I'm saying this. They is both when a this. parent... They both like these things. They both like Dunkin' Donuts. They both have hair that they keep groomed a certain way. They like similar fashions compared to all the possible fashions there are. They like similar cars. I, they like... I mean, they're, yeah. they're almost the same people, and then they vary on the tiniest fractional things, and then announce to the world we couldn't be more opposite. Yeah. Like, I mean, how that, about uh, all the denominations of Christianity, and you I'll even Jimmy add an extra one in there, atheists... Atheists and Christians aren't really that different. I, I know that sounds crazy. People go, people go, oh my gosh, that, you are it, absurd right. and you are stupid. No, they, they both use the same routes to say very similar things. It, the thing they're talking about is just the exact opposite side, maybe, but it's the exact same ways. They probably like the same football teams, same food, uh, all kinds of stuff. I mean, the things that you're saying are different, Joey aren't really, in, in the whole scope of things, aren't that different. The same as how different yeah. right now are all the stars in the sky to you. Not that different. Like, you look up and you go, man, they, they look really the same. You would list a bunch of things that are very similar, and there's a couple that, well, that one twinkles a little Whatever, bit. Whatever, y'all are stupid. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, all, all, I'm, all I'm saying is, first of all, using y'all's philosophy, every single human being is very similar. Yeah, of course they are. Let's take some steps back. Of course they are. All right, so the point point of that... So exactly, the point point of the comment is, I can't believe you can get such two different kids from the same exact parents. It's not saying, (laughs) oh, there's so much more difference, though. Like, like for example... Rosa and and Gwenny aren't super uh, more different than... The, them and their peers. I'm just saying how the two girls come from the same two parents right. and be so different. One of okay, them very disciplined what, and organized and that's clean. Just from right. your point the other of one view, being, but that's only from your point of view. Is yeah, what I'm and, and you're only picking out the exact differences. You yeah. probably could list ten differences between them and one million things that are alike. Right. Yeah. Whatever. In, in scale, you're talking about a fraction of of a. Yeah, we're talking percentage. about in scale. Yeah. In scale, if you listed every single attribute of your kids. It would be ninety percent the same, and then there, there would be the one thing where, man, she's clean and she's not. Yeah, okay. That, I mean, that's. Yeah, but I mean, it. that's not like that. Doesn't really mean that much different. You can't always be right, guys. Rosa cool. likes coloring, and Gwenny likes ballet. <laughs> it's oh crazy. my god! How did they both <laughs> come from us? <laughs> god is good. God is good. It creates so much amazing things. <laughs> all right let's get out of here i'm I, i'm devastated i'm i'm exhausted this is the first podcast back and i'm exhausted well me too we hadn't even talked about the bc con that's coming up we'll do we that haven't talked week. about the emory tour that's week. coming up we well, haven't talked about, about jo- the- jo- joey speaking all across america soon Talk, he's, he's, go, he's becoming an evangel evangelical you did not get a speaking gig did you no nope. God, nobody no, I, give no, him. I, I was going to say, my God, he got no. turned down for so many speaking gigs because his beliefs is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, eventually, like once the uh, this sounds so arrogant, but once the church kind of catches up, like we're going to be called for so many <laughs> no, conferences. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know how, how uh, long if have you, you been thinking about that? Website? How long have you been? Th- have you been thinking about that since we no, started? No, but this it podcast? makes complete sense. I can't sense. wait to speak. They go all see. They go all see. No, listen, listen. It's the same thing is going to happen to people like Rob Bell at some point. I mean, think about it. It's like Matt says, churches are not right. going to get less progressive. They're going to get mm. more and more progressive. At some point, Rob Bell is going to be They're their gonna go-to. They're going to oh, be yeah. like, wait a second. Yeah. This guy was on to some stuff that is at least worth thinking about. Let's invite oh. him back to the mainstream conferences, which... 
20 years ago would have been super progressive, and now they're not. I'll just go ahead and say they ain't asking us. No, we ain't ain't no Rob Bell. (laughs) You you know we're not that good. That is true. I mentioned Rob Bell in our category. He does. He good at what he does. It's like not everybody that does anything at all that has at least 19 Twitter followers has a speaking request on their website. (laughs) Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. Everybody wants to speak. It's so hilarious. I actually saw. Never mind. Uh, could infringe on some personal territory. I got. I got in trouble uh, recently, and I think it was for good cause on not separating my personal life from my uh, podcast life. So anyway, I'm going to refrain from saying what does that, that mean? comment. What, but what in the world are you talking about? I was just going to mention some. Wait, someone. wait, hold on. You just took time of our podcast. There's listeners. There's paid listeners. There's sponsors. Yeah. You said you got in trouble for what? For basically talking about uh, someone personally in my life in a in the public realm, so just oh, basically, I know. It, it was a holiday event. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Matt and I told you on the episode. You you got you you were acting wild. I'm not with you on that. I was like, don't do it, don't do it. You got you got a hair in your crawl. Yep, yep, nope. Uh, so I've I've lived and learned. Want to respect people more, but hey, I do want to say something. Did you about, apologize? Oh, of course, of course. Uh, bcclub.com, uh, thebcclub.com. You guys go check it out. It's actually the mm. BC Con. What's that website, Matt? Well, it doesn't matter because you can't get in now unless it's a concert. <laughs> Can people get into the concert? It's Bad Christian. What is it? BadChristianCon.com, right? Yeah, yeah. BadChristianCon.com. Uh, we'll, we're updating Con. the schedule and all that stuff now. It is sold out, but we'll be updating the schedule for the people that are already got tickets and stuff. There are still tickets for the concert Saturday night, which is Derek Miner. That's Derek Miner, King's Kaleidoscope, mm. As Cities Burn, and Emory. And, and that's going to be a big, since show, be the biggest burn. show we played in a while. It's already sold six or 700 Huge. tickets, and it's going to keep Good on going. Good God! Yeah. We moved it up to the big room. We sold out the small My room. It's going to keep on going. But there's that more room so there, cool. so... Wait so BC Club, it this these are the sort of opportunities, honestly, that we look forward to because before stuff like this, all of our relationship with you guys is digital. So it's going to be awesome putting the face with name or actually face to face with the name. So we're looking forward to hanging out with you guys. For those of you that want to look into the BC Club, because you got a bunch of Christmas money, you don't uh-huh. know what you to do with it. Money. If you don't spend it now, you're gonna just fritter it away on worthless stuff. Just total <laughs> fritters, like apple fritters. frittering. That's a- oh goodness, oh goodness. All right, <laughs> for all intensive purposes. That's so funny, y'all. I just learned something. I thought it was for all intensive purposes. I so know all- you did. When I read that, I read a. There's a giant list of things that people say wrong. Every one of them, I was like, Joey, <laughs> Joey. <laughs> Joey. <laughs> you take take that for granted. What's up, everybody? Devin here. Happy New Year. I hope you had a great holiday season. I've missed you guys so much, but it's great to be back. You know, 2018 is going to kick some serious ass, and I'll tell you why, because we're starting off with a bang, because Emory is going on tour in just a few weeks, and we're going to be with some tremendous bands. I'll tell you, we're going out with As Cities Burn, Loyals, and In Your Memory, January 30th through February 3rd, we're going to be in Atlanta at Smith's Old Bar, Orlando at The Social, Miami at Churchill's Pub, Tampa at The Crow Bar, and Jacksonville at Murray Hill Theater. General admission tickets are 20 bucks. That'll get you in the door. VIP tickets are 35 You get into the show early. You get a photo with the band, Q&A, acoustic songs. It's going to be rad. All those tickets are available over at emorymusic.com. Now, you might also be aware of this because the three dudes that have been talking forever right before me, they've mentioned it a few times. Well, Emory is also playing a show at the BC Con on Saturday, January 27th in Nashville at Rocket Town. We're going to be playing that show with As Cities Burn, King's Kaleidoscope, and Derek Miner. Those tickets are still available as well for 20 bucks over at emorymusic.com. Guys, 2018 is here, and we're ready to rock. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.